Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Chloe Balatori. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, I use the tools that I learned from Pat Allen, who was my mentor, which are the tools of androgynous semantic realignment. I use the tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I use tools that I have created myself because I've been doing this work over 10 years now. Um, I started this work as a private service when I um, first learned about it. I was blown away by the results that I saw in a neighbor. And she just completely turned her life around from being like a broke, struggling single mom to she ended up making, like in a few years, making over a million dollars a year and marrying the man of her dreams. And it was just such a dramatic turnaround that I was interested in what she was doing. And she started a woman's group and I went to that. And um, that's how I started going on this stuff. First, it changed my life. Um, then I turned out to be good at it. And I ended up studying with Dr. Pat and um, started a private service doing it because I had so many people who, need, who knew me and needed help and wanted help from those experiences. Um, probably about a little over five years ago, I started to do this as my main hustle. Um, and I have really never looked back because the results that you get with this work are really unparalleled. And to be able to help people find love and get over their childhood trauma, this was a goal of mine um, from my earliest days um, because I was an abused child and I knew it was wrong and I knew that I wanted to do something with my adult life that worked against that. And people might be like, what are you talking about? This is a, this is a group about love and relationships and dating. Yes, yes, of course. But our childhood trauma shows up first in the areas of dating and relationships. And so often when I'm helping people with dating and relationships, we do have to, we do stumble upon some childhood trauma and that needs to be addressed. Every tear needs to be shed that's been suppressed. Um, every feeling that has been shut down needs to come out. And if these things don't happen, they end up manifesting in the body as disease. So if your script, if you don't get your script, then your script gets you. And your script is the survival conclusions that we form as children in order to attach and get along with the people who own the refrigerator. Okay. And just being a child is somewhat traumatic because you're sort of powerless. If you have parents that wished you ill, it was probably a bit worse. Um, but these are the things, the things that happen between the ages of zero to 12 just have a greater effect on us than the things that happen later in life. And that, I mean, that was first noted by Freud 
he believed you're pretty much cooked by age three, definitely by age 12. And then the rest of your life is getting over that stuff. Um, now we know that the brain can change. The brain is plastic. It's not fixed. You're not fully permanently cooked. Um, but the process of making changes um, is painful, inherently painful, even when you're making changes for the better. The brain rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. And so that process can be somewhat confusing because you think you're making these changes for the better. And initially you do feel better, but then you start to feel worse and that makes you stop making changes and then everything starts up again. And so you're back at square one and you really are worse off than before. Um, so part of what I do is guide th people through the pain of change. There's two kinds of pain, the pain that change is taking place or the pain that change needs to take place. So I really help people differentiate between those two. Um, and that's actually the title of my second book, which is New Ways of Being the Pain of Change. I've written three books on this work. The first is How to Live, Find, Love, and Keep It. And that really has all the basics in it. The second book, New Ways of Being, The Pain of Change. And the third book, Secrets to a Good Marriage, What is Love? Because I have also been married for over 20 years now. So I, everything that I'm teaching you guys, I have vetted myself and I have used myself. Um, everything is backed by scientific and psychological principles that we can see reflected in literature, in on television, um, as in biology. Okay, so this work, like I said, is very multidisciplinary. Okay, what is the basis of this work? What are you talking about? Okay, so this work is really based on the principles of yin and yang, also known as feminine and masculine. And all of us have these two sides to ourselves. All of us are both feminine and masculine. Okay. What is feminine and masculine? What is yin yang? We all know that we have a right side of the brain that is more feeling, that is the world of sensuality, sexuality, spirituality, creativity. Um, this is energy that is in the world to make it fun, but it's not necessarily of the world. It's passive, patient, vulnerable. The metaphor for feminine energy is fl our flowers. Um, it's receiving energy, okay? On the other hand, we have the left lobe of the brain, which is the masculine or yang energy. And this is the logical linear thinking. This is the single mindedness. It's very much of the world, this energy. Um, it's competitive, conquering, controlling. It's giving, taking care of, nurturing. Okay. These are the qualities of the masculine side. Um, also known as yang. And so all of us have these two sides to ourselves. Now, we are most successful in our lives and in our relationships when these sides are balanced, okay? When we talk about successful relationships, mostly we're talking about complementary energies, 
um, that is what yields the most successful communication. For a, for a good relationship, you really need chemistry, which is a gift from God. You kind of either have it or you don't. For women, it can take a little time to build, but it's one of those things that, is, that isn't that negotiable, okay? Second, see compatibility. Do you want the same things, Okay. And third, and so there's a little wiggle room on that, you know, maybe you can convince somebody to have kids or not to have kids or to move to New York or whatever it is. Um, and then finally, you need communication. And that's what I work on. And that's what we can improve the most. And I call my pro program Chloe's Consciousness Training because consciousness as defined as Carl Jung is this balance between feminine and masculine energies. Okay. So that's what we're after. We become imbalanced often as a result of childhood trauma. And this basically means that if we're feminine energy people, we get masculinized because we're forced to take on too much responsibility at a young age, for example. And if we're masculine energy people, we get feminized if we're neglected or, or we're spoiled and not allowed to take on responsibility at a young age. Okay. And so the, some, some helpful archetypes for these two examples of just ego dystonia are Peter Pan and Wendy, right? So, you know, Peter Pan, the boy who would never grow up, who couldn't make a commitment, um, who wouldn't take on responsibilities. And then Wendy, of course, the diametric opposite, who was, you know, always taking care of everybody, was really the mom um, at a very young age, right? And both of these archetypes tend to wind up single. Um, so I help people a lot coming into balance both in themselves, understanding that, and balance in their relationship. Because again, the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between these complementary energies. Now, you don't have to be born with a vagina to be feminine energy. You can be masculine energy. And I have many clients who are masculine women with feminine men, and that works out very, very well. Um, if you go through some of my collateral, I have broken down a few of House Hunter episodes because, like I said, you can see this stuff illustrated everywhere. Once you know it, you start to see examples of it everywhere. Um, and in that, there's a very, very happy couple and where it's clear that she is the one who is calling the shots and he is the more feminine one who... Um, who gets his feelings cherished. Okay, I'm gonna put my credentials in the chat so that you guys can um, check, you can dive further into this material if you want to. Uh, I got my website, I've got my YouTube, I've been putting up a lot of stuff on TikTok at least once a day. I also teach this work in addition to doing privates with men, women, couples, and teenagers. I also teach this work um, in smaller group settings right now, we're just finishing up the module one, which is the introduction. We've got one more week for that. But if you're interested in the next one, you can sign up for that. Or if you've done module one, you can sign up for module two. Um, in total right now, I'm offering these three modules and they meet once a week for an hour and a half. And it's a really good way to 
um, go deeper into this work. I mean, privates are great too, but we learn a lot from each other in a group. And part of this work is building a community of consciousness, you know, a more conscious community. Okay, so that's my stuff there. If you guys want to check that out. Um, yeah, I have a, a few older YouTube videos um, where I broke down some house hunters and some reality TV. So if that's your thing, you can check that those things out. Okay, now I'm going to take questions from you guys, which is my favorite part. And... I help people, like I said, you know, mostly with dating and relationships, but I also help people um, with any kind of communication problem, with friendship problems, with um, family problems, work problems, because these tools really translate across the spectrum. They go anywhere. <laughs> um, and once you understand these dynamics and these principles, you can really... Um, you really start to get an edge in understanding interactions between people and noticing red flags. You know, you just, you can assess things a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, come at me uh, with your questions. You can raise your hand or you can put something in the chat. Okay. Raul. Well, actually, um, my question isn't for myself. I actually have a friend I talk to on a regular basis, and she's uh, right now in a text relationship with a guy. And just a text, just a text relationship. Just, just text, yeah. And, and he's left a couple of voicemails on her, but she's kind of frustrated because she doesn't know what he wants, and she doesn't know how to ask him from the feminine point of view. How did she meet this person? Actually, it's through LinkedIn. So oh, okay. that's the part that that's the part is that she's kind of knowing that it's not a dating site, but but yet they text a lot. So and how long <laughs> have they been texting for? For three weeks. Okay. I've so been, I, I've been, I've been, I've been, she doesn't want to be the one to ask for the meat, you know. But he's not okay, asking. Okay. So this so. good question. Good question. Okay. So overall, for all you guys, if you are texting with some potential partner don't um go more than two weeks okay because it's just a waste of time after that point you have to meet in person you won't necessarily um you won't really be able to t tell if you have chemistry until you meet in person so hopefully you do it in two weeks this girl's okay three weeks um, what you say is I've really enjoyed, you know, she's going to, is she feminine energy or masculine energy? Feminine? She wants to be in the feminine. Okay. So she's going to say, I really enjoyed chatting with you on LinkedIn. However, I feel more comfortable meeting in person. What do you think about, and then, you know, meeting for coffee, say something like that, or going for a walk or meeting in real life or something along those lines. And then see what he says. The reason is because, first of all, there are some people on these apps who are just, who are catfishing, right? And there are some people on apps who are just shopping and they'll just waste your time. Like I've had people come to me and say they're in a relationship with someone that they've literally never met. And that's not really possible. You have to actually meet in person. So the best way is just to say, I've enjoyed talking. Um, 
on the app. However, I feel more comfortable, you know, meeting in person. What do you think? Right. So it's leading with the feelings and asking the thoughts. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I, I've been trying to encourage her to to do that, but she kind of feels like like he's supposed to be he's supposed to make the first move, and she's just waiting. So I don't know how to. Right. Well, that he was. She would still let him make the first move, but she doesn't really know, like you said, what he wants. So this would be like exactly. a finding mission too. She's not making the first move. She's just saying, "I feel more comfortable meeting in person." What do you think? Okay, I'll, I'll pass it on and see what okay. she. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, Darlene. Until we do a video chat date, then we do not net know whether the person is real or not. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Who is next? Did you want to add to that, Darlene? Or no? Okay. Erica. Hi, Chloe. It's been a uh, while. How are hi, you? welcome back. Yeah. So um, I think I joined you back in March or so, and I took a lot of your principles and tried to apply them to my relationship. Um, it really did create quite a different and dramatic shift. Um, but ultimately that relationship has come to an end just recently and I'm kind of going through the grieving process. And I was wondering if you had any tips, um, for kind of like, I don't know, balancing your energies during this time where you feel really turbulent and confused. Right. Okay. So what happened? How long were you together? uh over six years oh that's long okay so what happened when you used the tools what was it what how why did you guys break up um okay so I tend to be very masculine energy just overall I'm a single mom I'm um a marketing executive um I am very creative I I'm very um producing a lot of things, right? Producing a lot of work, producing a lot of ideas. I live in my head a lot. Um, when I started working on some of your principles and learning more about the feminine, I really did exercise that. It was uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but in some ways it was a nice relief. Um, yes. You know, so I, I let him like take charge of where we're going on vacation or let's start talking about the future and, you know, like let him lead a little bit. And ultimately, um, he just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I was really trying to be more like, hey, you know, we, you said we would do this. And, you know, when can we get together to do that? And not, you know, when do you think would be a good time? And the whole difference between think and feel, that was a big shift for me. But mm -hmm. in the end, he just didn't, I couldn't trust that he would do what he said, really. Okay. So his deeds and his words weren't lining up. But yeah. He was unwilling to take charge on things. Yeah. So he or would say he that he, he would. Right. He said he would, but then wouldn't. 
And then when you said, oh, hey, what happened with this? He was like, uh, not doing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it turned out that he wasn't real masculine energy. So then the, the balance was off when you came out of your masculine energy. Yeah. And then sometimes we can, by doing what you did, some men would pop out and that would draw out their masculine side, but that didn't happen with him. Mm, I think initially it was attractive to him, Mm -hmm. but I think in practicality, it just, I don't think he had the skills quite honestly. Right. Okay. And so and he he wasn't i guess he wasn't willing to step up no i guess not and then part of me is now questioning like i kind of knew this like why did i let this go on for so long you know so I'm well just you were pretty like, neat i mean march to now that's fast well no i think i knew it before then <laughs> but, right but you didn't have the rubric or the support that's different no yeah you're right A lot of times we know we need to make a change and we want to make a change, but without the support, without the guidance, we can't do it. So it's really good that you came to the group and asked for help and got help because, um, you know, otherwise it could have dragged on for even longer. And that's the attitude I recommend is give yourself some kudos. Like I ended it. You could have gone the rest of your life like this, you know? no yeah that's for that's yeah that's i mean i understand it went on a long time but you know some people don't get these messages until they're on their deathbed and some not even then so i think you're you know ahead of the game overall yeah i and then you know i guess with any breakup anyone on the phone right now can kind of relate where you start to question like was it them? Was it me? Like, is it my childhood trauma? Is it his wounds? Is it my wounds? Is it our wounds? Like, right. How long has it been now? Just two weeks. Oh, so really fresh. Okay. So you're like in the throes of it right now. And it's just going to be, you know, just have the expectation. It's going to be hard right now because it's six years. This is a long time. Did you guys live together? No. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, that makes it easier. Yes. And then you don't have to deal with that whole moving out thing. Right. Um, so, you know, you're going through the pain of change. You know, that, like I, I mentioned at the top, I mean, that is really what you're going through. And of course, you're going to have doubts and you're going to wonder and you're going to dissect. What you just don't want to do is spiral. And please give yourself at least eight weeks of not making any decisions about it at all. So even if in a month you think, holy shit, I made a huge mistake. I need him back. Don't do anything. Just wait out the eight weeks because eight weeks is a, I'm not just saying that off the top of my head. Eight weeks is a period of time that's been studied um, as the average rumination between the heart and the head. Okay. So after eight weeks, if you still want to get back together with him, come to me, come to the group, whatever it is, and we'll go through what that would look like. But at least give yourself eight weeks to kind of just calm down and desensitize. Now, during this time, I just want you to make sure that you don't spiral into some kind of shame, 
scolding, insulting, or scaring yourself. So really be aware of messages that you're telling yourself that are like, you know, shameful, like, like, oh, you suck. You have too much drama. Of course, no one's ever going to love you. Right. Or scaring yourself. This is, was your last chance. You're going to be alone forever. Um, you know, insulting yourself. No one, you know, I'm not lovable or whatever it is. Please, if you notice, please be aware. This is a really good opportunity for you because you're in a heightened state to be aware of your thoughts and your feelings. And if you get those shaming, scolding, scaring messages coming through, which most of them are acquired in childhood, right? Um, Humans tend to be very tame animals in the sense that after a while, we don't even need to hear the whistle. We don't even need to hear our, our master say jump. We're already jumping. We're better than dogs in that sense. So, you know, just be aware of the messages that are coming through. These are always inauthentic messages because nobody is born feeling shame. And so, you know, be aware of it and interrupt them as much as you can. So if you do notice them happening, say, you know, the first thing is the awareness. Oh, there's a shame message. There's a scold message or, you know, you can even write them down if you want. Um, if it's happening a lot, you just because of time, you're not going to be able to do that. So then you're just going to shift, you're going to, you're not going to repress it, but you're just going to shift your attention to something else. And that can be anything you want. You know, I mean, a lot of times, depending on how the energy is manifesting, look, it's still energy. So you can use that energy to clean out a closet if you get really worked up, you know? Um, yeah, I have no problem staying busy. <laughs> that's not the issue. It's like when I slow down and I am alone, right. It's when I start to feel some of those negative emotions. Right. And it's okay to feel negative emotions. A lot of times people come to me or, or spirituality or psychology. And what they want is just to get rid of their negative emotions. And that's not possible here on this planet. If you're going to feel pleasure, you're going to feel pain. So unfortunately, if you suppress negative emotions, you end up suppressing positive ones too. So let yourself feel, but just be careful of what you act on and be wary of the messages you're sending yourself so that you don't heap more pain onto you. You know what I'm saying? There's pain and then there's suffering. So I would say it's natural to be in some degree of pain right now, but the suffering would come if you kind of like heaped on top of yourself. Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to be forgiving with myself and like my, my biggest moment is, and I almost cried when you said it, like, I don't want to be alone, you know? So like, I'm just keep telling myself, like, I'm just practicing. I'm just practicing being alone. Right. It's just like putting a positive spin on it. Like it's going to suck because you're not good at it because you haven't done it in a while. Like, you know, trying nobody to- wants to be alone. There's no shame yeah. in that. Everybody wants to be in a relationship. That's why Jeff Bezos went out and made all that money. Right. I mean, this is why <laughs> people do these things so that they won't be alone. And look, you're not, there's a lid for every pot. 
This is not like a life sentence. Be careful to extrapolate from this state because you are in kind of like that heightened state. So that's what I mean. Just kind of let it flow and don't make too many life assessments. Now, if you feel up to it, since you already kind of had one foot out the door, you could start going out and flirting and seeing who you meet. What do you, how do you feel about that? I'm not quite ready for that, okay. but I don't think it'll be too long. Like, well, uh, maybe it's just a matter of, yeah, starting to explore some things, you know, that, that might be possible, you know, avenues of meeting someone, you know, mm-hmm. um, you don't even necessarily have to take the first active step yet, but you could, you know, just sort of like, oh, you might be, you might be a little bit more aware of events happening now anyways, because when we're single, we do tend to, you know, just socialize and go out more because we want to meet, you know, people mm-hmm. uh, or meet our loved ones. So, you know, maybe just, you know, take this time to really like bring that awareness to your thoughts and feelings, be kind to yourself. And, you know, allow yourself to have these negative feelings. It takes a lot of courage to sit with a negative feeling and not reach for a drug, alcohol, or a behavior, a pattern, a habit. You know, you can you can be addicted to the hormones in your body. Um, just like you can be addicted to, you know, opioids. So acknowledge that and really sell exactly or food good point Kiara um acknowledge that and really celebrate your every win that you're getting because this is a big look you broke up with him you're closer to meeting your person now that's the facts yeah that's so, true. so give yourself credit for that and um you know we'll see what happens it could be a really exciting time no, it could. Um, just like, like you said, it's still fresh. So thank you. I appreciate your perspective. You are so welcome and come back and let us know how it's going. I love to hear your guys, um, updates, as you know, it's always, you know, I will tell you guys homework or give you something to do. Um, but it's, also just really great to come back and let us know how it went because that deepens the healing and the whole process yes raul oh i don't know if you saw my message about uh bonding wouldn't she still be bonded for a while oh yes um yeah that's a good point um if you were if you are or well yeah, but I mean, she's kind of had one foot out the door. What we're always talking about is sometimes we can be bonded to people that we know, even that we know aren't good for us simply because we have had intercourse with them. And that's oral, anal, or vaginal. So sometimes that can bite us in the ass, but that's something that is more of a danger at the beginning of a relationship. Um, in this case, it sounds to me like Eric has been separating already for a little while. But yeah, she still might be bonded. I mean, it, it, it takes time. Everyone's different. It, it could take some time. So that's a good point. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So who's next? You guys should exploit me because this is my only free event right now. <laughs> Hi, Lee. Hey, Chloe. How you doing? 
I'm good, thanks. How are you? How can I help you? What's going on? Well, not much. I just I just wanted to chime in and say hi and I uh, let you know I'm uh, last week I shared there's a person that I'm kind of yes. What's to... happening? Did did something well, happen? Well, um, the it's the karaoke event's not a, it's it's Tuesday nights, so I won't get to see her until Tuesday. Because we had a holiday, a holiday on this week on Tuesday, so so. Uh, but I just I hope this is not a bad thing. But I I think about her a lot, and it makes me feel good, you know, like she's a good person, and I I'm just looking forward to meeting seeing her again, and um, and uh, I uh, yeah, I mean it's just um, I'm a little nervous, but uh, I don't know, <clears throat> it's um. Um, Tuesday, I guess next to, uh, there's another karaoke thing tonight at another place that, uh, does she go to that one? I don't think so. You know, I don't know. I've never been. To this I one. just, I'm just eager to, for you to get off the bench and ask her out. Well, that's the thing. And the sooner, the better, because I can at least get my answer. Yeah. No. And I just want to move on from it. And uh, if, if she's not interested, you know, I just would like to, you know, just keep it friends, and, you know, and that's fine. And but, um, yeah, just that's all. I just wanted to get like, I'm, okay. it's 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 going to be next week. And um, oh, I I did want to express this to you. Hmm. So so I went to, uh, I'm involved in a Buddhist group um, that practices more Eastern psychology meditation mm -hmm. and um they uh we we talked on sunday about this and how there's basically two outcomes and you know you either you either get what you you're looking for and then people get bored <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or or you don't get what you're looking for and you experience pain temporary pain mm -hmm rejection and so i kind of cry i was started to kind of cry because i i don't want i don't want to be boring i don't want her to i don't want her to feel bored and i don't want to feel the pain and so it's like i've 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 seen this circle this cycle so many times that i kind of already know it's one of those two things and okay and it's like we're 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 it's like you know the whole life thing everyone's trying to find happiness but then they get what they want and they're not happy okay. i don't i don't want that to happen with of me of course or, not. you know i don't but i'm just getting i, know I think I, even, I think it's a it's a you know some of these things can be a little bit confusing but the idea be behind when when buddhists say or spiritual teachers say you know, when you get what you want, you're bored. That has more to do with getting material items. I don't think that when you fall in love with somebody mm -hmm. and you spend time with them, that you're bored. I don't think that every relationship ends up in boredom. In fact, I know it doesn't. And I think that that's mm -hmm. too, sometimes some of these spiritual teachings become a little too facile and mm -hmm. They don't allow for nuance. That's kind of my 
argument against organized religion is that it becomes more dogma, even though people get a lot of comfort out of it. And I think it does a lot of good. There can be that confusion um, with regard to some of the messaging and the dogma. So I understand if you don't get what you want, there is some pain. But I don't think that getting what you want always leads to boredom either. I agree. I agree with you. I just know that more often than not, I mean, it can happen anywhere, but I guess more often than not, it's you don't get what you want, you're seeking. And and it leads to more often than not, that's the one most likely well, outcome. I think that, you know, a lot of this work is really developed and devised to help you get what you want. And mm -hmm. that might not be that you get everything you want in every moment, but ultimately you get the big things that are important to you, right? You don't yeah. get, nobody gets everything, right? And certainly nobody gets everything at the same time. Um, but the idea behind respecting your thoughts is to identify what you want and go after it. And that really does not only build self-esteem, but also give you more joy in your life because it's based on your own authenticity. Unfortunately, a lot of times, because of childhood trauma, we adopt a persona that mm -hmm. achieves things and gets things. And we can't integrate those achievements or um, those wins because we perceive them as being done by a persona outside of ourselves. And so that sometimes leads to dissatisfaction. But the more that you're acting on the things that you actually really want, the less that boredom is going to be a problem. You know, the less that right. not getting what you want is going to be a problem because ultimately all you can do is go after it, right? We never know how something is going to turn out, but the courage moment, the power moment is doing what you want and what you think is best for yourself, regardless of what the outcome is. That's a win in itself. So I know you're scared about asking this woman out. And I love that you've been thinking about her and that she provides comfort for you. Cause I know that means she's a kind person and she's an inspiring person for you. And that's very important, you know, especially with the feminine energy, you want to have that. Um, she's very feminine. She's, she's, you know, she radiates a kind heart and just fun, playful personality. And I don't know. It's, I don't want to put her on a pedestal too much yet, you know, but I did. Yeah. Like, you got to, you got to get in there and ask her out next week for sure. I, I really, it's time. And, yeah. and last, and last week I shared synchronicities. And oh, right. yeah. You know, so that's why, I mean, they were so blatantly clear to me, <laughs> you know, so there were so many of them, I would say at least pretty close to 10 different things. I mean, this is, this is the moment that nobody wants to go through. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to put themselves out there. You know, nobody, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I don't think oh, you were in right. here, but I think I said at the start of this thing, I would never have even been doing this work if I hadn't been kind of forced into it. I didn't want to do it either, but there's so oh. many rewards that you get from it. And I want you to recognize that whether she says yes or no, this whole experience has been a win for you. Absolutely. And the, the tools alone, I mean, I can walk into the into the arena 
with what you've guided me on. And it gives me, it's like, it's like the equivalent of walking into the arena with a sword and shield versus, you know, a water bag. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, it really but, gives you an edge. It really gives you an edge. So I just, I just, you know, here's, here's the deal. I'm going to report back to you next week and I will have an answer. And, um, and if it's yes, great. And if it's no, no, who's next? That's right. It's hard to look at it that way, but you know, it's, but I'll, I'll I'll accept that, but I'll just, I would love to, the synchronicities were one of the synchronicities was God, how do I say this? Yeah. I mean, those are great signs. I was singing a song. It's karaoke. I'm I'm revealing too much already, but I go to karaoke events, Mm -hmm. and I love to sing. I love it, and I did a song. I got up. I I was not conscious of this. I'm up there. I got up to sing this one song, and halfway through the song, (laughs) the lyrics and I did not. I didn't consciously do this. It was in the freaking song, but it's it talks about having a girlfriend meeting meeting your girlfriend at this at the name of the re- at the bar i was at was in actually in the song i mean it was like i'm standing wow. on, yeah I'm standing on stage singing this and the line is my girlfriend she's at this place i don't want to reveal too much where it is but right the name of the bar was in the freaking song wow. and i i've um, also her parents were there that night and I was, I got to meet mom and dad on the, Oh my God, already. I mean, little things like that. And so, so I'm on stage singing. I read the lyrics. I, I froze. I stopped singing. I, 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 I just freaked out. I kind of like, it blew me away. And I'm like, that. and so, and it's, so anyway, it's, and there's a, there's more there's more we drive yeah, the same no, i think you're right to interpret that as you know you're you're not alone you're being helped along this path that's not like easy it right? really feels like some guidance good it's 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 a nice feeling but it's sort of freaky when it happens and but i'll just i'll shut up now thank no you i love that <laughs> i think it's so good to um, recognize those yeah. things you've got some guidance in this group from me and then you've got some spiritual guidance so you know i'm i'm you know you've i tell you this every time but i'm gonna tell you again you're doing great you've oh. made huge progress and i'm excited yeah. to see if it's not this girl who the next girl is i was gonna say that the first speaker i think it, it was either erica or kiara i forgot who was speaking tonight but i'm i was where they are the the person that just went got out of this relationship I, I I was there. I mean, I did. She said tonight, whoever you were in the group, she said uh, she didn't. She wasn't ready to get out there. And I completely relate to that because that's where I was a year and a half ago. I was not. I would go to these things occasionally, but I was I was very reserved. I didn't understand you were teaching of this stuff, and I I didn't want to meet anybody. But it's it ha- my life has changed in big ways, and uh, because of this, and I'm just I'll I'll check back in with you next week. Good luck to everybody. Okay, and we'll be holding good again. thoughts for you, Lee. Yeah, thank you. It'll go it'll go <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> thank you for your help tonight. You are welcome. You know, and that's the hard part. You know, the men have to do the asking, and ultimately, it makes you stronger. I mean, you have to expect some amount of rejection, and it's hard to get rejected and not get bitter. But you know, that's kind of the way it goes. Okay, Helen. 
Hi, Helen. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How can I help you? I just wanted to say um, how much I feel this conscious training has been helping me because I, I had just a phone call from someone that um, I met on on a dating app and he didn't want a message or chat. He just wanted to go straight to phone call. So I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it just, the tools that I've learned so far with you helped me identify really quickly (laughs) (laughs) that (laughs) this was not a teachable man. (laughs) So important. But also, um, he wasn't cherishing my feelings at all. And I, I, it was a rather comical phone call because I felt like I was talking to, you know, Woody Allen, basically. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it was really funny. And um, he was, his humor was, was terrible, but he, you know, was putting me down and bagging on me pretty much the whole the whole call oh my Uh, god the first call (laughs) and then he wondered why he couldn't get second and third dates um with women but he was a really he was a really handsome doctor and I you know that's why I I gave it a shot I was like okay his profile his profile was terrible I could see Woody Allen all over his profile but (laughs) (laughs) but I think I had the confidence to like go ahead and like when he was insulting me I had the confidence to just say you know well I love doing this it makes me feel great it gives me joy and and that's why I do it and and it just stopped him dead in his tracks but um yeah I think once I connected that this man is not going to cherish my feelings um, and he really didn't care about my thoughts either. So right. neither one. <laughs> but I really do believe this training is is helping me because normally I would let something like this go on and on and on and like a second date, a third date, and just really try to get someone to like me no matter what. And now I was like, no, I'm confident in myself. I can see the flags and and definitely not a second interaction with this human so that is so great yeah I just wanted to say thank you you are welcome and I'm so happy to hear that you know you can see where if you're used to being criticized or discounted having your feelings discounted having your thoughts discounted and feelings are especially you know pernicious to discount because there's really no arguing with a feeling you feel some way or you don't feel some way And that's, it's kind of an absolute. I mean, the only way you really can get rid of a feeling is by doing drugs, Um, which I don't recommend. So, you know, when it's so great that you're able to notice it, because you can see how if you're used to that as a pattern, and a lot of us are used to having our feelings and our thoughts discounted, especially women, um, you would just go along with it and think it was normal and it would be familiar and thereby comforting, you know? Yes. And my, my ex-husband, it was 18 years of that. So I know how to take it, but I don't want, I don't want that anymore. 
That so. is so great because now you're breaking a pattern of 18 years and it's probably a pattern that was passed on to you through generations. So yes, kudos. Very good work. Excellent work. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I love that. And that's, you know, I do get a lot of questions from people about um, red flags and you know, this is it's always one of the most common questions I get either from clients or from journalists. And it's just like Helen said, you know, once you learn these dynamics, certain things become very glaring and, you know, you ignore them at your own peril. So excellent. I'm glad it's sinking it. Yes. Helen's in our module one and it, you know, it's four classes. So you've done three. So I'm glad. This stuff works really well if you engage with it. And, you know, a lot of times people take the classes or they come to the groups and they listen and that's fine. And that does help. But then when you do something, when you take an action, then you learn it a little, you have an experience and then you learn it a little bit deeper. And so that's really nice. And then when you come back and share it, it, it just sinks in a little bit more. Um, okay. Brett. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Brett. How are you? How can I help you? Yeah. So, um, um, a, a quick question. I know we don't got uh, just a bit of time left in the session, but um, uh, you know, just a quick update. If you recall, I it, it's it's actually now the one year anniversary of breaking up with uh with the borderline. Excellent. The one, the one that had a borderline yes. disorder and just kind of wrecked my life. And right, you know, like I'm like doing great psychologically, emotionally, socially, like blah blah blah. You know, um, and the other sort of logistics of my life, getting back in order and everything. There's there's like a you know, unfortunately, kind of a lingering a, a, a health issue that just recently arose. And so so that 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 in particular, for you, like, yes. Oh, okay. And and so uh, you know that in particular is kind of you know it, to make a long story short, despite all the like kind of me feeling great about myself finally and blah blah blah, um, over the last year there's been two women that kind of well for lack of a better word pursued me. I mean I, I guess I was putting out the vibe myself, but you know and and started the dating process and and I think I told you about one of them and and uh, you know. Um, realizing that no, I, I can't follow through and get into a relationship, you know. And one of them took it really hard. The other, second one, the most recent one that I told you about, actually, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I decided to just come clean with her and be honest, and you know, tell her like where I'm at, blah blah blah. Um, I, I've earned myself a really dear friend out of it, you know. Um, she took it really hard at first, you know, but then, um, you know kind of came around and 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 she's part of a broader friends group that i'm in so that's a tough thing to do what was that i mean good for you that's a tough thing to do and preserve a friendship at the same time so hard to navigate yes i mean obviously you know with these communication tools it really helps but still it takes finessing so. I did use them a bit, and and uh, I think her name is Helen. That was just talking about the put downs, and like it was funny because she's she's like a dear sweet woman, but like once she started getting her feelings hurt, right, and feeling and she said, you know, I'm feeling a little rejected, and you know, it's like it's, man, she the, the joke started to get a little bit more put downy, and you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. and 
And, um, you know, so I myself also had to navigate some, you know, hard feelings and like, hey, what the hell, don't treat me this way, you know, that sort of thing. And we, you know, together had to navigate it. But no, it, it, it all it all really worked out. Um, and so here's here's my question from the yin and yang perspective. I'm, I'm actually kind of viewing this time period as a real true blue opportunity. And the reason is for a completely different set of reasons. I went through a period of no dating, no relationships when I was like 19. And I know that's a ridiculously weird age to go through that, right? But I made the conscious choice to, nope, I'm not going to, you know. And I just focused on being friends with people, okay? Mm -hmm. And I cultivated friendships all over the place, guys, girls, everything, right? And lo and behold, fell kind of madly in love with one of my dearest friends, female friends. And, you know, and it, it, it kind of set in motion a whole series of really great, great, great healthy relationships. Um, I was dumb enough to like at, at every turn, oh, I'm going to go to Bolivia and, I'm, and, I, and you know, I got to go, I, I got a job down there and oh, I'm going to go to, you know, <laughs> so so kind of turn my back on it. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just thought there was going to be this endless long line of, of uh, great chances and it turns out that wasn't the case. Oh, I know. That's one thing we learn as we get older, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Anyways, so so here's my question now, kind of older, wiser, blah blah blah. And is, is, do you have any advice on like? It, it doesn't seem to be as easy to navigate as when I was 19. It seems so much more natural, and now it seems that there's so many expectations on both sides, and like I don't seem to be getting a lot of attention and a lot of like you know. Um, opportunities i think almost today i can say women are like almost uh, i'm getting more attention more than ever because maybe they feel safe you know if i'm not like kind of ready to pounce i don't know right. do you have any advice on how to successfully navigate this like hey i am really down with being friends i want to get to know you i'm fine with dating maybe in the future a relationship yes maybe i don't know but, you know, obviously, if the red flags start coming out, you know, and you see some incompatibilities, you're going to have to bug out. Right. You had said that about that last woman. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, and we get along great as friends, but I just don't right. think we would have worked together as romantic. But, like, you know, it's it even with her, I had tried to give her that honesty spiel at the beginning. And I think that's what saved the friendship. But she still after two or three months of dating was like, all right, it's time to get into a relationship, you know? And, and then the pressure starts. It, well, you there's no pressure. You can do whatever you want. You don't owe anyone anything. I do ask that if you want to have intercourse with somebody that you let them know what your intentions are, that if you're not into having a relationship, you let them know, but other than like, you know what I'm saying? Don't pretend like you want to be in a relationship and then after intercourse go, oh, no, I, I, I totally am 100 percent on the same page with you. And that's the point is after two, you know, after dating, like, um, you know, and, and th there was another time period where because I became a Baha'i and it was like, OK, you, you have this investigation of character. And it was the same time period, even with other Baha'is. That's like no intercourse, you know, like keep the, keep the physical stuff out. It gets to know each other's people first. Yes. And you can layer on the physical stuff. 
but there's a statute of limitations, it seems. I didn't sleep with either of these women, and I think that's what got them so upset. I'm, I'm doing uh, th this is what I'm asking. I'm doing the opposite. I'm not sleeping with them. Right. That's great. But, I, you, know, you know, obviously they there's nothing wrong with what's happening. You're out there exploring. They're out there exploring. They want to be in a relationship. Part of the problem with the compatibility with that last woman was she was pretty masculine. Now she's the one pushing for the relationship, you know, and so that more masculinity. So it's not nothing's going wrong. You just finding out about your compatibility they had every right to cut it off at two three months because they don't want to waste their time with a guy if they don't think it's going into a relationship oh uh, yeah i i, I was you know cut it off and, and so you and you I, I can't take it further right and you've been yeah. straight up you don't owe anybody anything women do have the tendency to start to like commit before there's a commitment but that's mm -hmm. not on you unless you're purposely misleading people well, then I'm it is trying, on you. Trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to be right. straight candid with these people. Right. But you don't, yeah. And you don't know yet. You don't have all the answers. You have to get to know people first. Because if you start with the physical elements, that just distracts you from getting to know people. Then you have to wait till some of that physical excitement wears off. And then you're like, who is this person? And you can be bonded to someone even you know isn't good for you. Well, that's what happened to me. You know, it was laced in with the pandemic. It was like it got physical way too fast. And it's like, oh, my God, you are absolutely not what you had a mask on the whole time. I'm not dealing with the same person. <laughs> right. The mask came off and I found out it was just a. You know, it's a whole story, by the way. Right. She took on a whole different name. And there was all this folklore. It's like, this is like to develop a whole damn persona specifically for me. That's what borderlines do. Right. Anyways, no, yes. You're not going to get into that again. I, I, no, no way. No way. Um, And, and so I, um, yes, that, that, that was my thinking when I was 19. It, for completely different reasons, it was just like happy-go-lucky kid wanted to get to know people in college, you know? Mm -hmm. When I became a Baha'i, it was very clear, like, get to know the person. Do not cloud your sense, your judgment, your, you know, it's a spiritual to spiritual, like it's a, mm -hmm. it's a connection that you're trying to form. Once that connection is formed, you know, yes, go on and, you know, you can have the physical, but, but it, it, and, and you cannot get to know a person's character, and yeah. You know. So I, I guess that what I'm hearing is—is is, is this a fair translation? I'm, I'm, you're not seeing anything that I, I'm doing wrong or need to improve. Not really. I mean, I think you, it sounds like you've been—you've been very cherishing and very respectful and straight up, and you're not deceiving people. And it does, it takes about two to three months to see if you're going to be wanting to be in a, in a, you know, into a situation with somebody, into a relationship, not a situationship. Those are the worst. I mean, I'm not a fan of a situationship, but for relationship, yeah, it, you know, you do have to get to know them first. And, you know, I think it sounds like you're, you, I mean, you know, like I said, you've been kind enough to and straight enough with this woman to be able to maintain a friendship. That's a huge, um, I mean, that's unusual, you know, so that's an accomplishment. And that's, I think, a testament to your improved communication skills. So yeah. just keep going on with what you're doing and probably, you know, sooner rather than later, but who knows when, um, you know, that's, I mean, I can't predict that that's God, but <laughs> 
you'll meet somebody that you do want to get into a relationship. That once that two to three month time And then you'll be in lease passes, position. I'll be like, hells yeah, I do want to take <laughs> the next step with you, you know, because no, it was at two or three months and I was just like, I, you know, I just kind of was like, okay, maybe I don't think this is going to work out, you know, and but uh, so, yeah, yeah and I mean, if it's not working out in the first few months, you know, it's not going to work out because the first few months is like that's if you're falling in love, it's pretty obvious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And although it, 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 would you agree that it takes longer to fall in love if you're not having sex? Hello? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um. I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. Because I think once you start, I mean, the idea is once you do start having those thoughts about long term or, you know, those feelings of, of wanting to be together more, that's when the intercourse kind of happens, right? I have mm -hmm. a lot of people getting into relationships at that moment, really. Like, you know, women, we're on a date, you know the guy wants in i don't feel comfortable having intercourse um unless i'm in a committed relationship with longevity and continuity you know headed towards whatever you want neither marriage or long-term commitment um a lot of men in that moment will just say okay let's you know will you be my girlfriend <laughs> mm. so um you know it kind of happens i think it kind of happens at the same time is what i'm saying same time period to yeah. like think that's kind of normal that anything yeah. faster than two or three months is actually probably just way too fast for, for I mean no I mean I hesitate to say anything absolute like that because there are great love stories of people who met and got married after two weeks and are still together you know 50 years later um you know everyone's different every every situation is different um and again like now that you have these tools you will be able to to discern sooner rather than later if it's a match for you or not you know because yeah, yeah. you see that whether or not you're compatible whether or not you have that complementary energy um but you know it's i i think that it's always great to have a friendship as a base i think that tends to work the best so i think you're going about it the 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 ideal way um you know, sometimes that doesn't happen, but, you know, I think that that to go for that, you know, because ultimately in the long run, you with somebody for a long time. It's those things that are going to get you through the hard times. You know, right, it's right, the chemistry right, it's is the compatibility is the mm -hmm. communication. And so those those aspects, while you need them very much up front, you those help out so much um, long term. And, you know, I'm, it's one reason why I'm so happy to hear that this woman that you've selected, Lee, is kind, because kindness is one of the most underrated um, <laughs> qualities, but it really, really helps in a long-term relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that really, that's, that, those people who are kind are keepers. Yeah. Well, so we, uh, you know, 
last final question. I mean, like when I say we, we, we date with both women, I mean, we dated, we just like held hands and, you know, kissed and all that. We just didn't have intercourse. Right. That's great. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like completely platonic, but you know, just. A, right. A you can have orgasms. You can go down <laughs> on her. She can give you a hand job. You know, that's kind of where it's. Well, handy J's are cool, is. huh? Yes. All right. It, we'll call them friendy J's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, just keep it up and, uh, yeah, let us know how it goes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, and you guys can, you know, ask questions about other people's work, too, because that's part of the beauty of being in this group is learning from others. And it's always so unexpected who we're going to learn from or who we have things in common with. Um, we're out of time now. I'm going to put in the chat one more time my contact information so that you guys can reach out to me if you want to um between now and next week usually good for a quick question more than that we can set up a session you can get the books you can follow me on tiktok or instagram sign up for one of the modules um and i will see you next week have a good weekend